Today is Thursday, September 15th, 2022, and Ron DeSantis sends two plane loads of illegal migrants to Martha's Vineyard. Greg Abbott, not to be outdone, governor of Texas, drops illegals off in Kamala Harris's lawn in Washington, D.C., right on her porch. Legal expert Mike Davis joins us to talk about how Trump is winning against the Biden DOJ. Game over. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Fox News alert. We just learned two planes full of illegal migrants just landed on Martha's Vineyard. Apparently, they were sent there by Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Fox News Digital got this video showing the migrants landing on the ritzy island where President Obama has a summer home and the Clintons hold their ritzy fundraisers there and it's where Bill Gates takes his vacations. I wonder how they'll greet their new neighbors. Ladies and gentlemen, while there may be criminal illegal migrants sent all over the country to the lawns and homes of some of our most famous liberal politicians, I will also be traveling all over the country sent from Florida in a plane uh, for a speaking tour. These are the dates here on the beautiful screen, the Meme Wars tour and the Made in America tour, all powered by Turning Point USA. I will be in Iowa, Tennessee, Florida, and California. Yes, and we will be doing lots of content there. Please come out and see your boy Benny. It's free. You can sign up at the link below. I look forward to seeing all of you. We've already had a huge uh, amount of interest in this. We've had to add stops on the tour, and we are looking forward to getting out and preaching the good word to all of the little kiddos out there. We'll be at high schools and at colleges, and man, going to high schools really pisses them off, and that makes us really happy. We are going to meme the libs crying until they cry, and then we'll meme them crying even more, and we'll drink their salty, salty tears. The tears are flowing in Martha's Vineyard as Ron DeSavage has sent. Plane loads of illegal criminal migrants to the home of Barack Obama. Now, where is Martha's Vineyard? For those of you who aren't in the hoi polloi, for those of you who aren't super fancy, don't eat caviar with a little whalebone spoon like your boy Benny here. I just live inside of a working class area of Tampa. Where is Martha's Vineyard? I've never been to Martha's Vineyard. Let's go find out, shall we? Let's see Martha's Vineyard on a map here. Where's Martha's Vineyard? Okay, so there's the state of Massachusetts, and here's Martha's Vineyard. Martha's Vineyard, teeny little island off the coast of Massachusetts. Now, it is an island. It is very posh. It's very hard to get to. Has like a single airport there, and there's Obama's home. Can we zoom in on Obama's house? Let's go ahead and check in on where does Barack Obama live? Remember, Barack Obama is the man who is coming from nothing, right? The man who understood the plight of the working person. He truly understood the poor and impoverished and minority communities here in America. So what does he have to say? Where does he live? He comes from the South Side of Chicago. Remember guys, South Side of Chicago, super rough. It's hard life there, you know, everyone's in poverty. He's the man who went and said he can stop the seawaters from rising, yet he lives curiously enough, inside of a mansion right on the ocean. Well, look at this. Homes and Garden. Homes and Garden. Let's go take a tour of Obama's house, shall we? Come on. Can we take a tour of Obama's house? Let's go. Obama's house tour. Barack and Michelle's new Martha Vineyard home. Now, maybe you live in a home. I live in a home. It's not even that nice of a home. It's a home on a little street, right? We've got a pizza place down the road. A lot of families around. Our yard's like the size of a postage stamp here. And what do we got here in Tampa, Florida? Well, it's not a home. I live in a home. You live in a home, right? I have just enough bedrooms for me, my wife, and my kids, okay? And then to do this show. So I live in a home. Barack Obama lives in a mansion. Obama's house house is on a 29 acre estate it has seven bedrooms and eight and a half bathrooms that extra half is what michelle really needs okay to feel comfortable it's that extra half bath that really gives it the ding when you hit those crystal champagne glasses you go ah which bathroom shall I use today, Brock? And Brock goes, ah, ta, 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 ta. I don't know. I hope the waters don't rise today. I have the power to make them go down. <laughs> I hear there's a, a vacancy for the Queen of England today. Shall we try and fill it, Michelle? And Michelle Obama goes, 
I think so. Here we go. Let's do the tour of Michelle Obama and Barack's house. The Obama house is certainly something to behold. Former President Barack Obama's family have completed a purchase of a $11 million waterfront house situated on 30 acres in Martha's Vineyard, the affluent island located in south of Cape Cod in Massachusetts. So they're fancier than Cape Cod. Again, put your pinkies up. Pinkies up for Barack Obama. Pinkies up. Pinkies up. Here we go. Let's look at the house. All right, let's look at the house here. Uh, it was designed by some fancy architect from San Francisco. All right, it's no secret that they love Martha's Vineyard. They used to vacation there when he was president. And here we go. This house is lavish. It's gigantic. Let's go up to one of the first photos here, Royce. I want to show people the property. Like, what does the land look like? All right, in this house. There we go. Whoa, look at that photo. Look at that. Whoa! That's a huge yard! You got a yard that big? I don't got a yard that big. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, I got a yard about this size, okay, at my house here in Tampa. I got a yard this size. Teeny little postage stamp yard. You could barely put the affidavit to raid Trump on my yard. This would fill up my whole yard. Look at the size of that place! Look at the size of it! She's huge! 30 acres? Do you got 30 acres? I don't got 30. Maybe you do got 30 acres. I grew up in Iowa. We had 10 acres in Iowa. I grew up in Iowa and we had some land. That's for sure. We had like a lot of wooded area in Iowa. There's a lot of space. We had 10 acres. Obama has 30. Now, Iowa's a big old state, right? Takes you five, six hours to travel across it. And if you're in Indianola or Iowa City, I will be in your cities giving speeches Next week, so I'm looking forward to it. But let me tell you, it wasn't a private island. Do you live on a private island? 30 acres on a private island is a ton of land. Maybe you do have some acreage. Are you from Indiana? Shout out where you live. Are you from Texas? A lot of land in Texas. I have a buddy who has a 100-acre ranch in Texas, and that's considered small. Well, there's a lot of land here in Florida, not in the Tampa area, but there's like also some places in Florida where you can go Ocala, right? You got, you got our boy Royce, his family's from Ocala. There's some horse farms up there, but yo, uh, this is a private Island. This is Obama's private Island. There ain't, this is a huge property on this private Island. So I guess I'm looking, okay. So we got some people from New Jersey, Arkansas, Colorado. I'm shouting out. I'm reading the comment section right now. Kentucky, North Carolina, Australia. Someone's from Australia and he says he has no, no, uh, <laughs> he has no, uh, no room in Australia. Okay. All right. Hey, listen, man, I've never been to Australia. I want to go. Benny, cut down the caffeine. I'm sorry. We can't. We're so excited to be on Georgia, Pennsylvania. Boy, it's really wonderful. I'm reading the comments right now. Iowa here. Gina from Iowa. God bless you. So here we go. Arizona in the house. What I'm saying is there's a lot of land in America. But there's not a lot of private islands in America. Obama lives on a private island. That's his house. There you go. So what I'm saying here is that Obama might have one of the largest estates in Martha's Vineyard. And so why doesn't he house the migrants? This is the point I'm trying to make. Look at all this land. You could put so many porta johns, so many little tents on this land. Royce, show the people the land. Look at how much yard he's got. Look at that. You, how many, If you cut down all those trees, how many tent cities could you put on Obama's land? How many little shanty towns could you put on Obama's land? Could you put like little internment camps? The people from Australia watching, we could take some of your housing internment camps for COVID and we could put them, bam, right there on Obama's land. Look at that, 30 acres. There ain't nothing around them. That's Obama's house. There ain't nothing around them. Obama wants open borders. So why don't you just take all the criminal migrants that... Ron DeSantis just flew to his island and put him. Dude, this is the perfect time to prove that you totally are the real deal, man. Yo, homie, Obama, you can prove it right now. Just drop a uh, COVID internment. There's plenty of COVID containment facilities, internment camps from China. You love China, Obama. Go to China, get some COVID internment camps, put them on your property, and house all the migrants. Boy, if there's something the Biden regime has taught us is that we live inside of a country of takers. These people will literally 
take money out of your bank account to pay for their student loans. It is infuriating. That's why it's so refreshing to partner with a company that is a giver. PureTalk wants to give you something. That's right, Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, they're takers. They take way too much of your money for data you will never use. PureTalk, my cell phone company, gives you choices. Only pay for the data that you need. That's how the average family, like mine, saves 75 bucks a month switching to PureTalk. With PureTalk, it's easy to find the right plan for you and your family, unlimited talk, text, and data, and plans from two gigs all the way to unlimited with mobile hotspots, all on America's most reliable 5G network. So why pay more? Here's another thing. Pure Talk's going to give you. This month, when you switch to Pure Talk, you pay one month, they'll give you the next month free. The big, woke corporate cell phone service providers would never. So do this. Go to puretalk.com, choose a plan, enter the promo code Benny at checkout, and get your second month free. Go to puretalk.com and enter the promo code Benny to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. You're the one, the left are the ones who are telling us that these migrants, these criminal migrants are the, they're better than Americans, okay? They're the best people you can possibly ask for. They're hardworking, they're peaceable, they're law-abiding. This is the language of the left. This is what they say. You should be thrilled to have all these people in Martha's Vineyard. You should be thrilled. Where's the parades? Where's your little ticker tape parade, your little wooden boats, okay, going around, ting, 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 your little caviar? Where are they? Man, look at how much property this dude's got. Homie's got land. Look at that land. Look at that little pathway down to the water. Think of that little pathway filled, filled with kids singing uh, uh, Feliz Navidad, you know, every night. Think about it. The entire pathway could be filled with people, uh, you know, selling whatever they want to sell. I don't know. Making businesses. Isn't that the point? Dude, this is your time, Barack. Here it is right now. My man, I don't regularly give Barack Obama advice, but this is just me being a dude. Barack Obama, swing open your doors. You got 30 acres. You got way more land than I got. I, I'm, a, I'm here in Tampa like, like a teeny little nothing. I don't know. Do I even have like a court, like a, a teeny, I don't know, like a fraction of an acre. I probably have a tenth of an acre. Obama's got 30 of them. Dude, and you're an empty nester, homie, okay? We got some empty nesters watching right now. You got empty, you got no kids. Your kids are off in college, whatever, right? You can find an article about Malia or Sasha or whatever. They're in college. Go read the Daily Mail. They're off in school somewhere. Okay, fine. Yo, fine. Obama, now's the time. You got no kids. And the house, you got all this land, time for a migrant camp in your property. Let's go. Thank you. What a great time for Barack Obama to show what he's made of. Let's go, Barack Obama. Okay, into the story here. I wanted to show you all that so that the story made a lot of sense because, you know, the left says that the criminal migrants that run into our country, that they are the best people, that, th that they make America better. So everyone in Martha's Vineyard should be having a parade right now, welcoming them with open arms. More, actually. Let's do a port of entry in Martha's Vineyard. Ted Cruz actually has a piece of legislation demanding uh, right now in the Senate that Martha's Vineyard become an official port of entry for mi migrants into America. Let's do it. Where's the parade? Actually, actually, what's happening right now, according to a local reporter on this issue, local reporter David Wade, is saying that uh, they're not welcoming them with open arms. That's a little weird. Why would that be? This is totally strange. What does David Wade have to say? Well, David Wade says that he can confirm, and this is a reporter in Martha's Vineyard, he can confirm that there are 50 migrants flown to Martha's Vineyard from Florida. Ron DeSantis said he has relocated the criminal migrants to Martha's Vineyard. Ron DeSantis promised to do this. When they landed, they just started walking until they found town offices. Governor DeSantis promised to send migrants to progressive states. Why would they have to walk? Where's the parade? What? Hold on. I thought there would be like, uh, like Uber blacks waiting to pick them all up and move them to Barack Obama's property. That's what the left told us. They said, bring them in. Let's go. He told Fox News, states like Massachusetts, New York, and California uh, will better facilitate the care of these individuals. That's what DeSantis said. 
There's conflicting information. We're told that the migrants are telling translators on the vineyard that they are from Venezuela. They flew in from Texas, but DeSantis claims to Fox News it was his program. Okay, we'll see. This is what the state, this is what the, the reporter says. Got a statement from Governor Baker's office. This is the uh, governor of Massachusetts. The Baker administration is in touch with local officials regarding the arrival of migrants in Martha's Vineyard. Short-term shelter services are being provided. Uh, it says we'll awful also support the effort. Wow, they're building shelters, hopefully on Obama's property. Now we got a photo of the uh, of the people of Martha's Vineyard greeting them. Look at this guy with the white hair. Look at this lady in the yellow. Those look like Martha's Vineyard people. What are they doing? Are they greeting them with open arms? It looks like they're panicking. We've blurred the faces of the, the migrants standing with local officials, and we call them criminal migrants, not because we think that they're criminals, uh, but we know they're criminals because they broke American law coming here. They weren't invited into this country, and it's illegal to walk into America uh, without an invitation. So they're criminal migrants um, because they broke our laws. And these laws, by the way, were passed by uh, passed by the likes of Barack Obama and Joe Biden when they were both serving uh, respectively as senators. Uh, emergency officials, final tweet here, emergency officials on Barthes Vineyard are now asking for volunteer to help with the unexpected urgent humanitarian situation. <laughs> clinical and non-clinical volunteers can call this number. So it's an emergency now in Martha's Vineyard inside of Barack Obama's backyard. It is now an emergency. They're now calling it an emergency. Interesting. We thought that they wanted all these migrants here in America. But what it turns out is that they actually wanted these migrants in red states. They wanted these migrants to be in Texas and in Florida to try and get electoral benefit from it. They don't want these migrants to be in their neighborhoods. It's amazing. Suddenly, human trafficking is a bad thing when it brings humans to their posh neighborhoods, to their tennis clubs, to their golf clubs, their tea time. You can't even afford the member benefit. You can't even afford the membership fees at my club. You can't come here. This is what they're screaming now in Martha's Vineyard. We fully endorse this. Ron DeSantis, way to go. We called DeSantis' spokesperson this morning. They gave us the same statement that they've given Fox and all the rest of the media, which is Taryn Finsky from the governor's office said, yes, Florida can confirm that two planes with illegal immigrants arrived in Martha's Vineyard today as part of the state's relocation program to transport illegal criminal migrants to sanctuary destinations. Isn't that what you want? New York, California, Washington, D.C., you want to be sanctuaries. Isn't that the point? Video provided to Fox News Digital shows the migrants deplaning the planes in Martha's Vineyard in Massachusetts. States like Massachusetts, New York, and California will better facilitate the care of these individuals who they have claimed uh, they have invited into the country by incentivizing illegal immigration through their destination and designation as sanctuary states. That support Biden and his administration's open border policies. That's that's the statement from Ron DeSantis' office. Ron DeSantis' spokesperson gave us that statement, also gave that statement to the media. As you know, in the past legislative session, the Florida legislature approved $12 million to implement a program to facilitate the transportation of illegal criminal migrants to other states consistent with federal law. Fox News Digital reported that in April, Florida's budget approved by the state includes $12 million bucks for Florida's DOT to remove illegal criminal migrants from the state and relocate them. Ron DeSantis is not only doing this legally, he's doing this at the request of Democrats who have all but it demanded that these criminal migrants come into our country and incentivize the programs to bring them here. And so Democrats are pro-human smuggling. As long as that human smuggling goes to red areas, as soon as it goes to blue areas, the entire system breaks down. And now we're seeing this not just in Barack Obama's home. Are you ready for this? This is breaking just 15 minutes ago this morning. Just 15 minutes. We were a little late to starting the show. We have a special guest coming up in just a moment. Mike Davis will join us for a breakdown of what is happening inside of the state of Florida. Mike Lindell and the Mar-a-Lago raid. But this, boy, 
baby. This is the raid we are looking forward to today because right now, the people who have stormed a very protected compound in America was not the FBI in Mar-a-Lago. This morning, another storming happened of a protected compound, Kamala Harris's house. We cover a lot of data on this show. So when was the last time you heard us talk about a number that reached absolute zero? Well, a few times. There are absolutely zero functional brain cells inside of Joe Biden's head. There is 0% chance of us voting for a Democrat in November, and there's 0% chance that Hillary Clinton will become president. Financially, in our lifetime, we have seen numbers reach absolute zero, and it's been terrifying. In the last recession, stocks like Washington Mutual, Lehman Brothers, and Chrysler reached absolute zero in value overnight. Could it happen again? Of course it could. And if it did, would you be protected? This is why we invest in gold. Gold has never been at absolute zero in value ever in world history. In fact, gold value is rising like a hockey stick. That's why the savviest Americans, like me, diversify their savings to protect them from downturns in the market, from global instability, and from a falling, collapsing dollar. Birch Gold Group helps me invest in gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account, and they can help you. Text Benny to 989898, and you can convert your old 401k or IRA into a precious metals-backed IRA right now. Do it. It's the smart move, and we got two more years of Joe Biden, so what can you do, man? Text Benny to 989898 to invest in something of real value with my friends at Birch Gold. Kamala Harris's house had hundreds of migrants swarm its lawn. In Washington, D.C., it's called the Naval Observatory. It's the historic home of the vice president. Check out this footage. Welcome back. We are bringing you breaking news this morning. Another bus full of illegal migrants has arrived in front of Vice President Kamala Harris's Washington home. Take a look at this. These people have just gotten off the bus. They have arrived right outside of the vice president's residence just a few days after uh, Kamala Harris told the country that the border was secure. Uh, the buses have arrived. The migrants have uh, gotten off of the bus. We do not know their whereabouts, so where they're headed now. But, of course, this bus full of migrants has come from Texas, as Texas is dealing with six to 7,000 illegal migrants showing up in Texas every day uh, as uh, migrants cross the Rio Grande in a dangerous trek into America. And they uh, mostly want to get apprehended because they know that they will get apprehended and processed and then be free to stay in America. That's Kamala's house. <laughs> you can see there in the clip, the Naval Observatory is right there. You can see in the clip, you can see the migrants getting off the bus. And then reporters are asking them, hey, yo, uh, you're on Kamala Harris's property. Kamala Harris just said last weekend. Four days ago, Kamala Harris said the border is secure. Is the border secure? And here's what the criminal migrant had to say. And Vice President Harris uh, said that the border is closed. Is the border closed? Do you believe that the border is closed or is it open? It's open, not closed. The border is open. The border is open. Do you believe that all the migrants believe that the border is open? Yeah, everybody believes that the border is open. It's open because we enter. We come in yes. free. No problem. And, and But it's open for you to come illegally, right? Illegally, yes, illegally. That's true. And you came illegally? Yeah, we came illegally, not legal. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's so perfect. It may, I'm crying. I'm over here. Royce is why we're like watching this clip. We're crying because you put the side by side of Kamala versus that clip. And it's like a, it's like a Mozart piece. It's like a symphony. It's like art. We actually put the clips together. Kamala versus based illegal immigrant dude. Watch. Two million people cross this border for the first time ever. You're confident this border is secure. We have a secure border. And that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. And Vice President Harris uh, said that the border is closed. Is the border closed? Do you believe that the border is closed or is it open? It's open, not closed. The border is open. The border is open. Do you believe that all the migrants believe that the border is open? Yeah, everybody believes that the border is open. It's open because we enter. We come in yes. free. It's open because we enter, we walk right in. 
Kamala Harris and we walk right into Kamala Harris's home, Kamala Harris's property. There they are standing right there on her lawn. You can see it in the you can see it in the clips. Guys, can we get that? Uh, can we get the, the tweet that I just put up there uh, uh, up that I put into our chat from Griff Jenkins? There's th- this is breaking right now. We again, like we appreciate you guys uh, uh, sticking with us this morning uh, because this broke as we were going live and we needed to add this to the show. Look at this. Here's the tweet. Griff Jenkins, two buses of 100 migrants, mostly from Venezuela, arrived at Kamala Harris's house. Anyone who's ever been to Washington, D.C. knows what you're looking at right there. There's the Naval Observatory. That's the secure entrance to Kamala's house right there. Are you watching the video? There it is. That's the secure entrance. That's the Secret Service gate for Kamala's home right there. That's the gate. There we go. Uh, 700,000 views on that video. Boom. Where's Kamala? They're look at the they're like standing there in their pajamas. Where's Kamala Harris? I thought she would be greeting them with a giant cackle, with a huge like <laughs> like where is Kamala? Where why? Why are they standing there? Why aren't they on Obama's island? Where's where are they on Obama's house? Obama's got 30 acres. Kamala's got a secure facility. She's got a giant yard. I've been to the Naval Observatory. I've been there. I've been to the property. This huge yard. Open it up. Open the gates. Why does Kamala have a wall? Guys, are you watching this video? Look at this. Kamala's got a wall. Have you seen this? Look at the guy in the pajamas. Look at the, the migrants in the pajamas. They're wearing these like pajamas. Can they scale the wall? Look at that wall Kamala's got protected by her. She's got guns. She's got a checkpoint. She's got a wall. Kamala, tear down your racist wall. Look at the people. They're standing outside of Kamala's racist wall. Look at this wall. Oh my God, it's beautiful. It's got lights and gates and guns and guards. The beautiful giant brick wall. Look at that lady. She doesn't stand a chance. She's in her pajamas. Guy's wearing a Jordan jersey. I don't care how high that guy in the Jordan jersey can jump. He ain't jumping over that wall. Yo, Kamala's wall is for real. Man, people, people, tear down that racist wall. Kamala Harris, Muriel Bowser is really upset. Now, Mariel Bowser's the mayor of D.C. She's bringing, she's the one who says sanctuary cities for days. I want to be sanctuary city. I want to be a sanctuary. Every single street corner, I want a, you know, whatever. I want, I want the city of D.C. to be open with open arms. And so Texas, Florida starts shipping up migrants. And wow, pretty amazing what she has to say as soon as they do that. The uh, Washington Post reported last week that homeless shelters in D.C. were filling up um, and groups were getting overwhelmed by these buses that the governors of Texas and, and Arizona are sending here full of migrants. How significant is this influx? How many people? Well, this is a very significant issue. Um, we have for sure called on the federal government uh, to work across state lines to prevent um, people from really being tricked uh, into getting on buses. Uh, we, we think they're largely asylum seekers uh, who are going to final destinations that are not Washington, D.C. Uh, I worked uh, with the White House to make sure that FEMA provided a grant to a local organization um, that is providing services to folks. Um, but I fear that they're being uh, tricked into nationwide um, bus trips when their final destinations are places all over the United States of America. Don't come. Do not come, Kamala Harris. Do not come. Mayor of D.C. Mayor of D.C., Miss Sanctuary. Okay. Miss Sanctuary says don't come. New York's also Sanctuary City. They're dropping off migrants by the thousands in New York. Those libs should be weeping and crying and running through the streets, ticker tape parades. But this is their response. It's shocking. Watch the mayor of New York City's response to the criminal migrants. This is a real burden on New Yorkers as we're trying to do the right thing. Uh, we already, as I stated, we already have an overburdened shelter system. So now we're talking about, as you stated, food, clothing, school. This is going to impact our uh, our schools because we do not turn away individuals because they're undocumented. Uh, translation services. There's just a whole host of things that this is going to produce, and that's why we need we need help and getting this done, and we need the right coordination to make it happen. We need help. 
We, where's the ticker tape? Where's the ticker tape parade? It should be uh, nothing but celebrations right down Fifth Avenue. Bring them in. No, they're freaking out. You, we showed you the reporter's tweet. They're calling it an emergency in Martha's Vineyard. They're saying this is an emergency. Wow, what a bunch of right-wingers. Kamala ain't opening up her wall for the migrants at her house, nor are they opening up the walls at Obama's house in Martha's Vineyard. That's pretty shocking. Yet they're running these people directly through Arizona, Florida, Texas. It's almost like there was a ulterior motive and that Democrats are pro-human trafficking as long as those humans aren't trafficked to their neighborhoods. Carrie Lake, we think, changed the paradigm here uh, last night on Tucker. And Carrie Lake, of course, is going to be the governor of Arizona. She's an incredible, I mean, she's just the talent of this woman is remarkable. She is saying on Tucker Carlson's show, this is wrong. And we thought it was contrarian and fascinating. While it's interesting to dunk on this thesis of shipping migrants to blue states, and we like it in theory, and we like it as a meme format, as a functional format, Carrie Lake is saying, whoa, whoa, we should be sending the criminal migrants to the farthest reach tip of Argentina. That's where they need to go. They need to go back home and come here legally. We don't need to send them further into the country. And Tucker Carlson, very rare for him, my old boss, Tucker Carlson, actually very impressed by this contrarian point. Uh, and the reaction is great. Watch. I just have to throw this at you. And because you live in a border state that has borne the brunt of the lawlessness on our border. We've just received digital footage of illegal aliens being dropped off in Martha's Vineyard. Apparently, the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, flew them there on the idea that communities, border towns in Texas and Arizona are bearing all the brunt and maybe the people who make these policies should have to live with them. What's your view of this? You know, I actually I get a kick out of it watching these liberal mayors just, you know, throw their hands up and say we can't handle it because it's life every day for us in these border states. However, I'm not a fan of it, Tucker. I mean, we're just taking people here illegally who shouldn't be here. We're moving yeah. them further inland. My plan is the most bold, aggressive plan on the border. We're going to secure the border. We're going to call it what it is, issue a declaration of invasion on day one, get troops on the border in the form of our National Guard. We're going to stop people from coming over. And we're going to stop the, the cartels from having control of our border. So this is a amazing response. And many people are in favor of this. I'm watching the uh, chats melt down right now. People like Carrie Lake, but people are saying she's right here. And that actually DeSantis and Abbott may be wrong by busing uh, the migrants further inland into the country. What do you think? Let us know in the comments section. This is a hotly debated item. Some of the people saying that their towns and their cities have changed forever because of illegal immigration. Now, Mike Davis is a man who I first met at the University of Iowa. Mike Davis has gone on to become one of the greatest legal minds in America and truly changed this country for the better by the assistance and the appointment of some of the greatest Supreme Court justices I think we'll ever see in American history. Mike Davis and I are both from Iowa. Mike Davis and I both know that there are many cities in Iowa where you can't speak English anymore because of the amount of illegal immigrants. And Mike Davis joins the show now to talk about not specifically this issue, but also the issue of criminality writ large as it pertains to the Biden regime. Mike Davis, welcome to the program. My man. Okay. Hey, Mike, thank you so much. We were having too much fun this morning. All right. You're in Washington, D.C. right now. Will you go and assist in the opening of the gates at Kamala's house? I think we should. And I think that Texas Governor Abbott and Florida Governor DeSantis, they need to start making more bus stops in Georgetown, Colorama, DuPont Circle, Logan Circle, Chevy Chase, Woodley Park. Uh, and all you have to do is look for the Ukraine flags. And that those are the perfect <laughs> places where you can dr drop off these illegal economic migrants. They have these signs out there. Here's one. In this household, Black Lives Matter, no human being is illegal. Love is love. Science is real. Rip, women's rights are human rights. Injustice anywhere is injustice everywhere. Kindness is ev everything. The time is always right to do what is right. So I think the time is right right now to mm -hmm. get more buses 
here's the deal, Ben. I mean, I get Carrie Lake's point, and we're just trafficking illegal economic migrants further inland. But you know what? I think it's important for these mayors to give these liberal policymakers, these elite, a dose of their own medicine. It's the dead chicken strategy that we use during the Kavanaugh confirmation. You have to give them a dose of their own medicine. Two wrongs don't make it right, but it makes it even. And you know what? They're going to start thinking long and hard before they uh, they advocate for open borders and sanctuary sectors. Yeah, that's right. The no human is illegal sign is getting quickly replaced with the this home is protected by ADT. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Or, or Secret Service agents. Yes, that's right. So the dead chicken strategy, can you expound on that? Yeah, the dead chicken strategy, when I was the chief counsel for nominations for then Chairman Chuck Grassley, our great home state senator, Ben, during the Kavanaugh confirmation, remember they kept, the, the left kept coming after Kavanaugh, which is completely bogus allegations that essentially Kavanaugh, who testified he was a virgin well into his 20s, somehow was a serial gang rapist when he was in high school. And so uh, we had the Christine Blasey Ford allegation come in and everyone was clutching their pearls. I knew immediately she was a nut job, but we had to go investigate her allegations. And then we had Michael Avenatti and Julie Swetnick and Deborah Mirrors at Yale and all these other goofballs. And then, you know, then uh, Kavanaugh tried to gang rape a girl on a boat in Newport Beach. And so I called it the dead chicken strategy. Uh, if, if, if Democrats are going to throw these allegations at Republican candidates, Republican judicial nominees, we're going to throw it right back around them. When I when I clerked for Justice Gorsuch on the Supreme Court, um, I was probably one of the oldest law clerks ever. I helped him get set up when he uh, became a justice in 2017. Each one of the law, uh, each set of law clerks, each justice has four law clerks. Each each set has a lunch with the other with the other justices over the course of your uh, of your time at the court. So you you have lunch with eight other justices separately. And our lunch with Justice Clarence Thomas, who's by far my favorite, was great. It was like a three and a half hour lunch. And it was just no holds barred. And of course, I'm crazy, as you can tell. So I will say anything. And he talked about when he was growing up on the farm in Georgia, when dogs killed chickens, you would take that dead chicken and wrap it around that dog's neck. And as that chicken rotted on that dog's neck, that dog would lose the taste for chicken. So this, this is exactly what Republicans need to do to the left, like what they're doing with these busing of, of migrants to Martha's Vineyard, flying of migrants to Martha's Vineyard and busing them to observatory uh, a circle. You have to give them a dose of their own medicine in order for them to stop. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's, it's 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 my grandmother used to say, rub your dog's nose in it. Right. Like make sure the dog doesn't get a taste or a smell for the bad thing that it's doing and bring it home and they'll stop. So we'll see if they'll stop the raids. It doesn't seem to be stopping the raids across the country. Now, not even a Hardee's drive through is safe. Uh, talk me through Hardee's, of course, is a uh, very sacred place in Iowa. One of the one, a very popular brand in Iowa, popular in the Midwest. This is a place now where you can apparently go and get a my uh, a, a my pillow, a, a cell phone. If you're the FBI, you can stop a man from getting his bacon cheese melt or whatever Mike Lindell was going to order inside of the drive through uh, scary times, absurdist times. Uh, what is happening, Mike? Give us an update. Yeah. So if you sell pillows like my pillow guy, you get an FBI raid. If you sell the White House like Hunter Biden, there is no, F no, no FBI raid. It's just amazing how this Justice Department works, the Biden Justice Department. Here's the deal. As everyone knows, in order to in order to have home raids search warrants, you have to have an underlying potential crime or predicate crime. And if you look at hmm, what could possibly be the potential crime here for questioning elections, it's not. It's only a crime to question elections in third world Marxist hellholes. And if you are questioning the election, even if you think, even if we think that they're cr uh, crazy or wrong, it's never a crime. Remember, Democrats objected to the elections uh, in 1968 with Nixon, 2000 and 2004 with George W. Bush, yeah. and 2016 with Donald Trump. And Hillary Clinton still questions the election. But guess what? That's not a crime, unless, of course, you're a Trump supporter. And then the Biden Justice Department, Attorney General Merrick Garland, has turned the, the Biden Justice Department into an extension of the Biden White House and the Biden 
campaign and the DNC, and they have systematically gone after President Trump and his top aides and now even his supporters since day one for the last 20 months. And I think that these third world Marxist dictators are blushing because the Biden Justice Department has been so effective at politicizing and weaponizing the Justice Department to go after Biden's political enemies. So do you think that these, I mean, do you think this raise, is this just going to become normal in America? Uh, it, are Republicans yeah. going to do, do the dead chicken strategy? They're going to do this to Democrats? Well, because, yo, you worked inside of an administration, you worked inside the Bush administration and George W. Bush was called illegitimate by every single Democrat elected for eight straight years. Yeah. And Trump for four years. I mean, course, by so. Hillary Clinton. I mean, this can't become normal because our country will not survive this. This yeah. is, yeah. I mean, we, we, I, believe me, we there's payback's going to be hell. Revenge is best served cold. And there needs to be payback. Uh, with, with the Biden administration, they need to understand that if you do this stuff, there's going to be a consequence, right? So if you want to protest outside of a Supreme Court justice's home, illegally protest, harass and intimidate them, intimidate their families, guess what? Uh, you know, Attorney General Merrick Garland, you, you might be next. Your family might be next. So we, we need uh, Republicans need to take off the gloves, put on the brass knuckles and break their glass jaws uh, politically. And it's just... I'm tired of Republicans being wimps. I'm tired of Republicans sitting on the sidelines. Uh, it's, it's a one-way ratchet. It, ne it needs to stop. I was, and I've already read this Twitter thread on the air uh, a couple days ago, but I love this game over Biden Twitter thread from you about the recent filing by Trump's new legal team. And I think it's important for people to see that Trump is actually fighting this in a very sophisticated and very important way to set a precedent here. I think we have the Twitter thread that we can toss up on screen here. Uh, but for those of us who aren't lawyers, and the vast majority, I think, are not lawyers, can you explain what Donald Trump has done and why you say in this thread, game over Joe Biden? Yeah, I mean, this is what I've been saying since day one of this raid. The president had the absolute constitutional power as commander in chief to declassify anything he wants for any reason he wants. He didn't need permission from anyone who works for him, including the bureaucrats at the National Archives. That's number one. This, this legal brief that President Trump filed went very specifically into the Presidential Records Act. The president has the absolute sole statutory power under the Presidential Records Act to take his records when he leaves office, classified or non-classified. And that is crystal clear in the Presidential Records Act. It's why Congress gives former presidents uh, staff, uh, staff with security clearances, secure office space or skiffs and secret service protection to guard his paper records because former presidents take their presidential records. This is a specific statute for presidents, right? And it's not like the general statutes that apply to everyone else related to government property. This is specifically the Presidential Records Act applies to former presidents. It is legally impossible for President Trump to have violated any law by taking his records to Mar-a-Lago, classified or non-classified. And that is the specific argument that has been made now in court by Trump's new lawyer that you're impressed with? What's his name? Chris Keiss. Uh, Trump has a very good legal team. It's very well drawn. He has Chris Keiss, who is the former Florida Solicitor General. He has Jim Trusty, uh, who was a former senior Justice Department prosecutor. And then he has uh, Evan Lindsay and Boris, who are Trump loyalists. And so it's a very good, well-rounded team. Uh, you're going to have Chris doing the, uh, the, the legal briefing and the appellate arguments, Jim doing the day-to-day -day combat with the Justice Department, and Boris, Lindsay, and Evan making sure that pr uh, President Trump is protected as, as his loyalists. Now, we have a major deadline coming up. Uh, Eileen Cannon is facing a deadline from the DOJ about the special master. We have a, uh, a, a bit of breaking news on this. Let's play the tape. Bill, Dana, how are you both doing? Uh, we know that Judge Eileen Cannon, if she ignores this ruling from the Justice Department, this deadline, they've already promised federal prosecutors are going to go over her head, go directly to the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals, 
hoping for a different ruling from them. Now, last week, Judge Cannon issued an order for a third-party special master to come in and look at those documents seized from Mar-a-Lago on August 8th. Cannon told the government to stop using those documents seized from Mar-a-Lago until a special master is finished. The problem, according to federal prosecutors' bill, the process could take months for a special master to go through everything. Prosecutors asked Cannon to issue a stay and allow them to continue going through roughly 100 classified documents from Mar-a-Lago. If she doesn't issue a stay by today, then DOJ has promised to go to the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals. It could be as soon as tomorrow and ask a three-judge panel to allow the documents to be used in their investigation. Game theory us, Mike. What's going on here? Talk us through this. Do it slowly so that we can understand. But it has Biden, I mean, it does seem as though they're in panic mode. They are absolutely in panic mode. This legal argument they're making has been torched by the Trump legal team with their filing that we just discussed. They know that Trump had the absolute right to have these records in Mar-a-Lac classified or non-classified. This Judge Eileen Cannon issued a temporary pause. Remember, the Biden administration waited 18 months to go get these records. Attorney General Merrick Garland deliberated. He leaked for weeks before he ordered these, this unprecedented, unnecessary and unlawful home raid. There is no urgency here. They went down and took 11,000 documents from Trump, attorney-client privilege, executive privilege, medical records, tax records. Eileen Cannon, Judge Eileen Cannon, issued a very thoughtful, well-reasoned, uh, uh, very uh, even-keeled order saying, we're going to pause, we're going to have a special master look at these records. Biden should not have uh, waived President Trump's ex claim of executive privilege. We've had executive privilege for 250 years, going back to George Washington, where presidents can get candid advice from their advisors without having to worry about that advice being dragged into Congress or before grand juries. And that's exactly what's going on with this January 6th Kangaroo Commission in Congress and this grand jury subpoena to, to Mar-a-Lago. Cannon saying, let's let's pause. Let's, let's have a special master help me sort through these records, get them organized, sort it out, figure out what's executive privilege, what's attorney-client privilege, What's what are medical records? What are tax records? You know, this is the, the, the bottom line, the Biden Justice Department. It comes down to a key set of documents. It's the crossfire hurricane records that President Trump absolutely declassified on January 19th, 2021, before he left office the next day. He did it through a memo. And those those records are damning for Biden, for Obama, Hillary, the FBI, the intel community because they show that the Russian collusion hoax was uh, was made up by the U.S. government. And that is terrifying. If those get out, it's going to destroy Obama, Biden, Hillary, the FBI, the intel community's credibility. And it could I mean, it's actually criminal what they did. And I think that's this this whole raid was about getting back those documents. Everything else is smoke. Wow. Well, you're smoking them, Mike, and I'm telling you, dude, they're more scared of you than anyone else. You're doing an incredible job. Where can people find your work and support you? Yeah, it's article3project.org, article3project.org. We're on uh, Truth, Getter, uh, uh, Twitter, at article3project, at article3project. Then my personal is M-R-D-D-M-I-A, M-R-D-D-M-I-N. As you know, Ben, it's my initials in Des Moines, Iowa, M-R-D-D-M-I-A. Good Iowa boy there, man. Right. Huge shout out to Mike, who comes from good stock and wants to save this place as much as we do. Please support his work and most importantly, follow him on Twitter. A must follow. Thank Thanks you for being on the program, Mike. Thanks, Ben. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so we may be wearing our Ronda Savage shirt today. We got the old Ronda Savage shirt. It's Ron. He's a savage. Here we go. That's what he looks like. We got the Ronda Savage. You can get the Ronda Savage shirt at BennyJohnson.com at our shop. This is a savage move to send the criminal migrants to Barack Obama's home, to Kamala Harris's home, and Ronda Savage is doing it. So we support it. We also sort of support Carrie Lake. 
We'll see. We'll decide on the issue. We hope to have Ron DeSantis on soon and Carrie Lake on soon. So how is uh, Joe Biden responding to all of this? Does Joe Biden have a savage response? It's Joe Biden, after all, who's opened our borders. How is Joe Biden responding? Well, he went to Detroit yesterday and he drooled over a gas-powered Corvette. This, according to Breitbart.com, Joe Biden got into a gas-powered Corvette, thought it was an electric vehicle, said he loved it, essentially like like, like drooled, but that was just the dentures and the fake teeth. Then he left all this dandruff on it. It was really disgusting. They had to burn the car afterwards. And Joe Biden said that, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's loving his life. That's right. You, you, you can't pay your mortgage. You have lost everything in the stock market. Your stock market is cratering. The crypto market is evaporated. Uh, you're having a tough time buying groceries and gas. You're suffering like the rest of us. But Joe Biden, man, he's saying things are pretty good in Detroit. He's sitting inside a $100,000 car, baby. Sucks to be you. Watch. Zero to 16, three seconds. My Corvette is 5.2 seconds. Three seconds. Three and a half, but who's counting? Who's counting? Does it have a launch button? The president's attitude there, not reflecting any stress or concern about a worse than expected inflation report or about yesterday's massive 1,200 point drop in the Dow. The stock market doesn't necessarily reflect the state of the economy, as you well know. And the economy's still strong, unemployment's low, jobs are up, manufacturing's good. So I think it's uh, I think we're going to be fine. Joe Biden sat there and bragged about his Corvette, bragged about his Corvette. Did you hear that? My Corvette's really fast. I could race corn pop. Corn pop can barely see my hairy legs when I'm in my Corvette. We throw a flag, throw the flag, throw it. Biden being a jackass, that's a foul, that's a flag on the field. Go back 15 yards, go back to where you came from, Joe. Well, you know, it'd be hard for Joe to do that because Joe Biden doesn't remember where he came from. Yesterday, he was saying he was going to drive a car from Detroit to Washington, D.C. Listen. I'm saying to my head of my Secret Service detail, I'm driving home. He's, he, he says he's driving home. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, um, you know, that car is the color of Donald Trump. So I'm not sure that that is, you know, is, again, guys, you know, you got the red background, the Hitler background in uh, in the speech in Philadelphia. You got the Trump colored car. Where's the advanced team? Where is the advanced team? Joe Biden struggling to speak English once more. Since President Eisenhower's interstate highway system. Whitmer, thank you for the information today. I got hairy legs! Joe Biden continuing to ramble as usual and everyone in the audience going... Go. ...workers of any state in the nation, higher than here, because we had such a small population and we had about 14% of our entire population was, was, was auto workers. We had the largest Chrysler plant outside of Detroit, outside of, and we had the largest GM plant, and we had uh, an awful lot of carriers as well. So anyway, uh, I want to thank you all. I also want to thank Anyway, there's never any applause line. There's never any people with Build Back Better hats on. There's never any Joe Biden supporters. You can't walk down the street. Oh, hi, how you doing? You support Joe Biden? You never see those guys. I drove around with Forgiato Blow, who's a rapper down here. We're doing a special on him, his truck, him getting deplatformed. We spent the day with him uh, yesterday, two days ago, and we drove around his giant Trump truck. You can see uh, the clip, some clips from it, some teasers from it on my social media. We'll be releasing like a full documentary on him soon. And everyone was screaming about Donald Trump, yet you don't find a single Joe Biden supporter. You never find a person who's like, I love Joe Biden. Build back better you never find it not even at the detroit auto show not even inside of like his like supposedly democrat controlled union controlled audience that was hand selected remember yesterday we played the clip where nancy pelosi had to say please clap at the white house with their own audience that they chose to be there joe biden maybe he doesn't draw the crowds because he literally coughs in their faces like a diseased sicko watch but you work like the devil to get there 
<laughs> and your work product shows it. I recently signed the CHIPS Act. That's disgusting. I mean, you want to shake the man's hand after that? Of course not. But it's not like Joe Biden could find you in the audience. Joe Biden left the stage and he looked like he had been hit in the head with a sledgehammer. He always looks like a Looney Tune, like after the Acme box explodes. Like he always looks like the Looney Tune and sitting there with the things swirling above his head. After every speech, after every speech, man, these like mumbly speeches really take it out of him. Coughing and mumbling for 15 minutes and then Biden like has no idea where the hell he is. Watch. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, so there's Joe Biden. I, where do I go? Well, I'll go over here. Maybe I just go over here. Where do I go? He does this every single speech. He does it every speech. There's these things that he does regularly. One, he forgets who he is. Two, he forgets that he's president. He often says that. He's like, I don't know. Who's the president? I'm waiting for the president to come. And then three, he never knows where he's going after the speech. He's shaking hands with ghosts before. We've shown you that where Joe Biden like reaches out and tries to shake a hand with uh, with a ghost. He doesn't know where he is. It's very dangerous. Guys, he's not there. We've said it before. He's not there. And maybe he won't even be able to get home anymore. You know, Joe Biden likes to take the Amtrak. Although if he just if he forgets to vote, he takes Air Force One to Delaware. He did that for an hour two days ago at the expense of hundreds of thousands of dollars to the taxpayer. But Joe Biden just like has nowhere to go if the Amtrak stops running. Old Amtrak Joe is what they called him. He apparently rode Amtrak every single day back home to Delaware. Amtrak is beginning to collapse. Yes, that's right. There is a strike looming for rail workers, and it is going to be very, very bad for old Amtrak Joe and Pete Buttigieg, whose only qualification for this office is that he was the failed mayor of a decrepit, disgusting town in Indiana, Gary, Indiana. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you're from there. But you can go to Gary and go look up the statistics, man. Gary, Indiana is a horribly dangerous place to be. It's not a nice place to be. The city is collapsing. And Pete Buttigieg, that's his one claim to fame, is that he was governor. He's governor of that that town and that he that he took off 19 months to chest feed while he was supposed to be secretary of transportation. So Pete Buttigieg is totally screwing the pooch here with the rail workers strike. We'll see what happens there. Here's uh Here's a scary clip, because what happens when the rail workers strike is that you stop getting shipments of very necessary materials for your daily life. Here's the, uh, here's what's going on. Clip L. We have a big story breaking right now. Amtrak canceling long distance trains starting tomorrow in case of this possible road strike, railroad strike that has been really percolating over the last couple of days. It says that it's trying to avoid passenger disruptions. The talks do not involve Amtrak or its workers. It's a dispute with freight railroads. One union already rejecting a tentative deal. Under federal law, the workers are not allowed to strike until Friday. That is a big story that could be very disruptive to the U.S. economy. Okay, so Joe Biden, Mr. Amtrak Joe, Mr. Working Class Man, is sitting there facing the largest railroad strike in American history. Presidential board urged a compromise. The two of the largest unions, representing 57,000 conductors and engineers, have not yet agreed to a deal which could prompt a major strike on railroads and lock passengers out of rail agencies. But most importantly is that it could also mean that you end shipments of petroleum, of various oils, of the grains that are needed and the products that are needed to run America. So you're talking about further fuel and food shortages here because of Joe Biden's incompetence. We'll see what happens. Maybe Joe Biden can turn all the trains electric. That's great. Well, try running trains off of wind power and solar. Maybe that's maybe that's the solution here. By the way, huge huge like our hearts go out to Dearborn, Michigan, just laid off like four just laid off like 3000 people because of a move to electric vehicles because they're going to be canceling all these factories that provide great American jobs. Really awesome. I hope you all remember that that Joe Biden did that to you and did that to the proud American auto industry. Um 
because he's just such a great working class lunch pail Joe. She's such a great family. She's a good people, right? The, the Bidens are such good people. Yes, that is totally reflected in the fact that the Bidens, specifically Hunter Biden, is saying that he can no longer pay child support for the child that he had out of wedlock with a stripper. That Joe Biden refuses to acknowledge when Joe Biden and Jill Biden talk about their nine or seven grandchildren. I don't know how many. They always forget to include Hunter Biden's grandchild, which is biologically their grandchild. Hunter Biden is claiming that he is poor and now he has no more money. He only made billions of dollars from the communist Chinese. Where did it all go? Well, he literally blew it up his nose. And then he's blowing up this poor woman's life. Jeez, man. This poor lady. She lives in Arkansas. All right. She has a four-year-old that is the love child of Hunter Biden, although I'm not sure there was any uh, love there. Uh, Hunter Biden is now claiming that he can't pay child support because of his financial circumstances. President Biden's son, he's 52. He asked the Arkansas judge to recalculate child support payments uh, made to London Roberts. London Roberts is 31, so 20 years. Hunter's minor, yikes. And the mother of the daughter that he's never met. What a nice family. Restoring the soul of America, remember, the Bidens. She lives in northwest Arkansas. And this is according to local news. Hunter cited substantial material change in his financial circumstances, including not limited to his income for the reason behind the request. It was immediately clear uh, that it was it was not immediately clear what the change in Hunter's income was. Why aren't you? Yo, Hunter, why your art sales aren't doing very well? Art sales? I, I hear there's plenty for sale in Ukraine right now. Why don't you head on back there, right? 10% for the big guy. Joe Biden will just grift once more. Remember Remember when Joe Biden got the prosecutor fired that was looking into Hunter Biden and his business dealings, holding back billions of dollars of American aid in the greatest quid pro quo in American history? Yeah, remember that? Where's the FBI raids on that? No, it won't happen. No, no, no. Brett Langdon, the Texas-based attorney who signed the motion, says the reforms to the child support guidelines in Arkansas in 2020 would be behind Hunter Biden's push to review the payments. Hunter's mom I'm sorry, Hunter's motion, uh, forgive me, correction there, was filed in uh, Independence County where Roberts, a former stripper, lives with their daughter. Navy Joan is the name of the daughter. This is according, of course, to the New York Post. Roberts' attorney was quick to express doubt over Hunter's monetary uh, status and vowed to look into his financial records. Well, that would be interesting. Yo, uh, Mr. Clint Lannister, Mr. Lawyer, Mr. Arkansas Lawyer, uh, you know, our show is available to accept Hunter Biden's financial records at any time, okay? There's plenty of leaks going on around here, Donald Trump's finances. You're free to, like, go ahead and send it along, all right? Hey, you know, that's just that's just what happens in the old press business, right? Ultimately, this is going to require us to look deeply, more deeply, into Hunter's finances, Lancaster said. Good, actually, good. Also, of course, Hunter Biden being criminally investigated for his finances right now via a grand jury in Delaware. We shall see. I'm going to want to have a deposition with Mr. Biden. Oh, man. So that's going to be on film. Like last time, it's going to bring my forensic accountant to the deposition uh, unless the judge tells me I can't. He's added, unless he's going to pay me to fly to California to take the deposition, he's going to have to come to Arkansas. So here we go, baby. Hunter Biden heading to Arkansas getting drained dry by a poor woman who was, I suppose, a stripper. That's allegedly where Hunter Biden met her. And he has a child with her. Hunter Biden pays alimony to this kid uh, because Hunter Biden is a complete dirtbag. Now he's asking to pay less alimony because he wants to stiff this family more than he's already stiffed them by having a child with this woman that he won't acknowledge and won't support because he's not a good man, because these people are decrepit, evil people. Hunter Biden is a perfect reflection of his father. His father is a decrepit, evil man. Where do you think sons get their behavior from? Where do you think Ashley Biden and Hunter Biden get these duplicitous and awful vices that ruin and wreck their lives? They get it from a complete garbage father, Joe Biden. Joe Biden is a terrible father. That leads to terrible children. Bad dads raise bad children. Absent fathers raise terrible children. They doom their child's lives. Joe Biden was always more focused on himself and his own power and his own monetary consumption of the American system. And that is what he's been, a leech, a parasite 
on this entire system his entire life. He never took a, a moment from being a bloodsucker in Washington, D.C. to focus on his own children, to be a father. Like, it's amazing as a dad, like, I could sit there and decide to go make, you know, go do more products, make more money, do more shows. Every single day, it is a choice to say, nope, we're closing up and I'm going to spend time with my kids. And every single damn day I do it. Every single day I, I power off, ask anyone on my team, power off my devices, and I go and I have, like, demanded and structured quality time. Like, by structured, I mean scheduled. My kids run around like crazy. But I mean scheduled, blocked in time with my kids where no one can touch me, and I'm a dad to them every single day and every single hour of the day, including last night at 2 a.m. when my two-year-old decided to not sleep. So, anyway, if I'm yelling a lot during this show, probably because of that, but... Also because I love you and because I love this country. I want this country to continue because I have kids and I want to be a good father to them. I'm not a perfect dad. Far from it. But I try. Unlike Joe Biden, I'm not going to blow my shot at being a dad to my children. And the most important thing a father can do is show the hell up for his kids. Why are the Biden kids a disaster? Why are they a mess? Why are they scumbags? Because they learn from the parents. This is biblical, man. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. The parents can either praise or curse the child, and it is up to you. And it really is a reflection of you and who you are as a person. So think about that, uh, young parents, when you are deciding to go make another buck or to spend some time with your kid and let them know that they are the most precious gift that God could ever possibly give you. That's what I think every single day, no matter what's going on. And I got to tell you, the whole purpose of this show is because I love my kids and I want to create a good country to leave to them. That's my responsibility. I'm 36. Now is the time. Now is go time. You know what time it is? It's now. And so that's why we do this program. We have our priorities straight. God, family, country on this show. We are in it because we are free men and free women. And we are going to stay that way. We're going to stay that way because we fight and we meme and we care about this nation and the people in it. Unlike Barack Obama, who won't open up his house to the criminal migrants that he praises coming into this country, boy, it's too bad when they go to Kamala Harris's house and those walls are still up and those guards are still holding those guns just as, just as firmly clasped as they can. No, no, no. We actually care about this place a lot, and we care about you, and we thank you for watching. We appreciate deeply you sharing the show, liking our content, subscribing to our podcast. It is truly what keeps us going, along with our deep and abiding care for our kids and the future we're going to leave to them. So God bless you. Have an incredible Thursday. My name is Benny Johnson. This is The Benny Show.